two, one. Happy New Year! Um, hey Danny, how you doing, man? I am well, Lewis. How are you? You didn't give me time to open my fucking book so I could read the quote. <laughs> uh, uh, the Dead Mums Club. Oh yeah, the Dead Mums Club. Uh, that what a! I imagine the meetings are a real laugh riot. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna need a bigger boat, Houston. We have a problem, and the Dead Mums Club uh, right up there. With <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. One of the best quotes of all time. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of an, uh, any of the other quotes. Here you go, drink this. <laughs> Answer that drink with yeah. an eyeball in it that drugs her. Um, or, um, or happens? oh, fucking uh, hell, there's a bunch of ghosts. That one. <laughs> yes, the classic <laughs> line, yeah. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake, Max Smith's here. He's going to stab me. Jesus. He was in the crowd. Um, no. Um, oh, my God, the doctor's going to stab me. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> I'm taking you back to the 1960s. Um, that's what Frankie Boyle. That's what Frankie Boyle said. Said that the Doctor's the archetypal Scottish character, an old man that right. an old man that drags young women into police boxes with a screwdriver. <laughs> Jesus, it's horrible. Um, oh God. Okay. Right, come on, quick, spin the bullshit wheel so that we don't start complaining about Scotland too soon. Right. Okay. That's the light of the podcast. I'll need to spin it again. Uh... Right, it stopped. Okay. Go, go on then. No, you go. You go. <laughs> okay. Right. At the minute, I'm having a bit of a rewatch of some critical episodes of Doctor <gasps> Who. And I've decided that I need to have it out once and for all. Right. Oh. What the fuck? is going on in Doctor Who when I was a teenager. Because I was there watching it all. I was there. I remember sitting there in my pyjamas, cup of hot chocolate, watching Doctor Who. It was a great time. And at the time, I really enjoyed these episodes of Doctor Who. And now, looking back, I realise that I haven't got a clue what could possibly be going on in any of them. Right. So I want to quickly run through some of the, the key ah. plot points. Let me... Hang on a second. Let me think about this. Because, right... Okay, the Matt Smith Doctor Who is what I'm talking about. This this one I've been rewatching recently. Um, okay, so season five uh-huh. was Matt Smith's first season. Yes, and he turns up and he's like, "Oh, I'm wearing David Tennant's shirt, and it's got a hole in it." Wait. Yep. Um, and then the sun is an exploding TARDIS. That's that's the pinnacle of the series. Yeah. Is that is that the Doctor needs to go into Pandorica's box, and then he, no, he doesn't, and then he time travels, and then it's Amy Pond and all that bollocks. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's all the self-contained story. Yeah, that works. More or less. It works. Yep. And it's it's yeah, it's sort of semi-relevant because the TARDIS, the, the all the cracks in the universe, all bloody hell. It's the TARDIS exploding. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Fine. I don't don't get it, but okay. Yeah. But why did the TARDIS explode? What made it explode? <clears throat> what happened there? Appar- do we know this? Th- Is this something I know that I've missed? I think we do. I think it was the the rogue chapter of the silence that hijacked the TARDIS to explode. Um. I think they were trying to get like because they're like trying to kill the doctor, but for some reason, the TARDIS ended up nearly destroying all of reality as well. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, two out of three ain't bad. So, so, yeah. so, hang on. It's so the uh, right. Hang on. The silence that are trying to kill the doctor are a rogue chapter of the silence. No, they're a rogue chapter of the Church of the Papal Mainframe. Which is um, which is the big, uh, the big fucking church at the 
the last yeah, episode. Yeah, and they're soldiers at Demon's Run. Ye- is that... Uh, are, they, are they the Papal Mainframe Church? Yeah, they're like a rogue chapter of them called the Kavarian <laughs> chapter. Because of Madame Kavarian. Okay. Yeah. By I'm the way, it. by the I'm, way, I'm... <laughs> she's a piece of shit in real life, by the way. Is she? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm going... Is it worth talking about, or should we just gloss not over Not really. That? Not really. She's a piece of shit. But, um... Okay, well, fuck her then. Um, but, okay, <laughs> so... We, I, I slightly understand now that it's a rogue chapter of the silence hijack the TARDIS to make it explode. Yeah. On the off chance that the Doctor would be inside it. Listen. And then the explosion destroyed reality, and that was a side effect of the TARDIS exploding. Yes. Which was a plot to kill the Doctor. So it's like if an assassination attempt accidentally blew up a big tank full of petrol and then a city exploded yes it's like that it's like that yeah okay okay so let me just let me just put it away right so there's the catholic church right 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 so that's the big authority right and then fuck yep, there's the pope there in vatican city yep. being all popey the the woman in the last episode is the pope right tasha lem right i think her name is who i quite liked i remember quite liking her yeah when i first watched it and when I've watched it since, I, I found her quite an endearing character. And the Kavarian chapter, right, mm. is fucking Mel Gibson, right, going and making Passion <laughs> of the Christ, right? That's 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 the equivalent. A Passion of the Christ is one of these films I'm only aware of by reputation. Holy I've, shit! I've, <laughs> I've never seen it. I I know not. I know that Mel Gibson's in it, and I know that it's called Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Okay. What is it about? Is it like the life and times of Jesus? Is that what the movie's about? If only, Lewis. If only it was about that, right? Do you know what it's about? Do you know what it's fucking about? It's about a fucking couple of pages in the Bible. And it's essentially a two-hour film where a man is tortured and then killed. Okay? That's the entire fucking right. film, right? So Mel Gibson... Is the man Jesus at the very least? Yeah, yeah. It's about Jesus. It's about it's about okay, Jesus right. Christ. It's like the final hours before he dies and he's like tortured to shit. None of which is in okay. the Bible, by the way. Mel Gibson, right, is an absolute fucking oddball. Just flicking through the Bible, and it was oh, and by the way, at this point, Jesus was tortured to shit. Do you know what? Oh, that's um, a bit of a tone change. Do you know what it's like in this King James Bible bollocks? Do you know what it's like? It's like when Peter Jackson read the Hobbit book and fucking (laughs) spunked out three films. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly like that, right? Okay, but the difference is, is that Mel Gibson uses it to try and be as anti-Semitic as possible, okay? Oh, um, Jesus. I've, yeah, I've heard this, this about, yeah, um, the, what is he, Mel Gibson. I, I, I've never looked into it. Yeah, there's there's a there's a group of um, Orthodox Jews in it that are somehow far more influential than they are in the Bible, and it's really like, pointed right. at them, and Pontius Pilate is somehow a good guy in it. It's like a load of... It's a, it's, <laughs> So it sounds like a load of old art. It is yeah. such bollocks. Um, mm. And Mel Gibson like, rejects the authority of the Pope and all that and is like, engaged in like, Holocaust denial and stuff. So that's the oh, Kavarian chapter, just a fucking bunch of psychos, right? Right. Um, so, hang on, just for a second. Does Mel Gibson play Jesus? Fuck no, he, he directed it. <laughs> I, I was, I was um, hoping for the insanity of Mel Gibson playing Jesus. Yeah, well, he, 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 he ruined William Wallace, so why shouldn't he ruin Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. Uh, have you got any other questions about Doctor Who? I always have more questions about Doctor go Who. On. So series, that was Series 5. So Series 6 is... I'm looking at the IMDb page now. That's the only way I can actually rationalise it. Is um, 
uh, this is the one I've watched most recently. I've watched a few episodes of this. Yeah. It was the silence want to kill the doctor. Yep. Okay. And uh, that's all well and good. Big, tall, scary blokes want to kill him. That's fine. Yep. But they want to kill him because they believe that he cannot be allowed to say his name on Trenzalore. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. Right. But then wouldn't it be more expedient to kill him on Trenzalore or when he was a baby? If they have access to time travel, which presumably they do, why are they fucking about with... It's a still point in time. Oh, don't. Oh, Jesus, oh don't do this. Convoluted, isn't it? Don't, don't do this to me, Lewis. Please, can we not talk about fixed points in time? Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. What's up with fixed points in time? Do we not like fixed no, points in time? No, we don't. They make no fucking sense. What's up? Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. So, here we go. Okay. So, the first time... I, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, patrons, uh, Darius, anyone who likes Doctor Who and knows more about this than I do, right? But the first time a fixed point in time is mentioned, I believe, mm. is in season three when the Doctor is talking to Captain Jack Harkness about his immortality. And the Doctor okay. says, you're a fixed point in time, Jack. You're a fact <laughs> That was never meant to happen. That cannot okay. happen. Okay, so it's 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 said as like an impossibility that should should just not happen, right? And the next time it's mentioned is in the waters of Mars, where would I love that episode? Yeah, really it is a good episode. Mm. And David Tennant's like, I think there are fixed points in time. After saying that it shouldn't happen and it can't happen, and <laughs> okay. and you dying here <laughs> creates the future. That is never mentioned again in the entirety of the Doctor Who lore. But anyway, and the next time it's mentioned is with Mr. Stephen Moffat, who then thinks that... Oh, yes. Praise be to Stephen Moffat. Yeah, who thinks that if you alter a fixed point in time, then the universe fucking breaks down, which didn't happen in the waters of Mars. So why would it happen here? Yeah, and that's a good point. I suppose the explanation is it's because... Um, Captain, what was it, Adelaide Brooks? Yes. She killed herself when she got back to Earth. So, But it's still altered it. That's a very different story, actually, isn't it? So it's like, um, oh yeah, we went to Mars and uh, Came yeah, back. The, the, these heroic astronauts tragically died. Oh, we went to Mars, everything was fine, we came back, and then they just killed themselves in their houses. What? Yeah. That sounds terrible. Have they got some kind of Mars uh, yeah, suicide I, I disease? <laughs> I don't know. And mm. also, okay, a fixed point has been altered, yeah. Mm. But the doctor didn't die. He was a that's true. He was he a didn't fucking die. robot. <laughs> it was a cheeky rug pull. You're right. So, and and by the way, the energy weapons in that fucking astronaut can kill a time lord, but it can't kill a fucking robot. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I and and the the robot can simulate regeneration as well. It's yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. What yeah. a load of old shit. Um, I know. I um, I sort of viewed eight series eight as a as a re yeah. as a restarting of it. But series seven, was there an overall goal of that? It was oh, the doctor's gonna oh, no. die, and then he doesn't die. No, no, no. right. Ser- series six ends with oh, I got too big, I got too noisy. I better keep it down. That now. was it. Yeah, yes, yeah. And season seven is a sort of goodbye. To Amy and Rory, 
by the yeah, way, in the first half, yeah, fucking Asylum of the Daleks, one of the worst episodes in the entire show's fucking history, <laughs> creates right, yeah. creates a fucking divorce out of fucking mm. thin air. Okay, it comes out of nowhere. Comes out of fucking... yeah. The divorce is a plot device, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's because Amy can't have kids, and Rory mm. is okay with that, and doesn't seem to be badgering her in <laughs> any way, shape, whatsoever. Yeah. And Amy's like, "I gave you up." And physically assaults him in that episode, I might say. Stephen Moffat has a big problem with that. He's a big problem... I, I don't remember. He's a big problem with uh, female characters slapping male characters, and somehow it's really funny. Um, I have a... I, 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 yes, I have a point on this. Finish what you're saying, and I'll get to my point. Yeah, so yeah, that happens, and then they get fucking killed by the Weeping Angels. Shit mm. episode, by the way, as well. And then Clara is introduced, and the whole arc of season seven is who is the impossible girl... Yes, that's it, which I hated very much. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, she's oh, this mysterious lady way. Oh, no, she jumped into her own time stream. And, and was always there. Time magic. Okay, bollocks. But, yeah. but you know, that's it's all well. It, I'm not the bloke at the helm, so I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I could do a better job. Yeah, because true. the proof would be in the pudding, and I haven't done it. True. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yes, the, um, the problem with um, Stephen Moffat and his female characters. I... I'm yet to see a female character written by Stephen Moffat that is a good person, a kind person, a sweet person, a generous person. Somehow, all of his female characters seem to be quite cruel, rude people. Which, don't get me wrong, you do not have to be a good person to be a good character. No. But I I do think that that is a bit odd and a bit weird. Yeah. Amy is consistently horrible to Rory. River is consistently cruel and rude. It's... Even Clara isn't really very nice. She just is kind of arrogant and a dick sometimes. Yeah, she even admits that she's a control freak. Like, Yeah, exactly. So can I... The only person that springs to mind as being a, a good person would be Bill. Yeah! Which, which was, was, was Bill a Stephen Moffat character? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. technically. So, but still, one out of ten. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Bill... It's not, it's not a great track record, is it? Bill was Bill was like, so like, underrated and underdeveloped, yeah. I might say, as well. Mm. Um, which was... I would have killed to see Bill with um, 13th Doctor. Yeah, that would have been so... That would have been fantastic. She would like, actually indulge her questions, you know, like her constants are uh, quite... Like, just yeah. the the mm. moment where she steps into the TARDIS and she's like, it looks like... And David Tennant's like, what? And she's like, a kitchen, you know? It looks <laughs> like that is fucking... That's so funny. Um, mm, mm. I have to say, though, I'm all for the fucking hatred of amelia pond as a character um mm, it's a similar mm. thing with rose yeah uh, I, I know what you mean the way rose treated mickey the way she sort of let it's it, it stephen moffat just like redid that but also in a much worse mm, way mm, like because she mm. literally leaves on the night of her wedding uh yeah to go gallivanting off with some bloke yeah tries to sleep with the doctor despite the fact that he says mm. no multiple times um, mm, mm. and yeah, they then set up a date with the two of them and continuously belittles him and slaps him. And it's like, yeah, they really... refer- constantly refer to him as an idiot or yeah, it's really gross. It's like, um, it, yeah, it's extremely gross. The thing is, uh, having a bit of a jokey banter between t- two people in a relationship is sort of part of being in a relationship. Yeah. My wife calls me an idiot fairly regularly and I call her an idiot and that's the way of it. Mm. But it's, it's just one-sided with Amy and Rory. Yeah. It's like um, 
it, it uh, the one that comes to mind is when he has that little um i cannot for the life of me remember what the name of it is because it i think it is literally the fuse from a plug that they've painted red um in the silence episodes they implanted them oh, in their shit, hands yeah. so they could record <laughs> messages yeah um but yeah i just i don't know the name of it because it just looks like a fuse um but yeah, she refers to him as, oh, oh, stupid face, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it's like, he just comes out, and he's very meekly like, hi. <laughs> he's not, he doesn't, it's, if he said, yeah, what do you want? Fuck with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, there was, if there was a back and forth about it, then I would be a bit more on board. But it's not. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm just wrong in this, but I just, there's something about their relationship that's just uncomfy for me. Watching it, I'm just there going, ugh, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. That's not good or nice. I don't like it. There's, um, there, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that episode, right? Because like, she says, I know you think it's him, but it's you. It's always been you. And Rory automatically thinks that it's the doctor, right? And it's, you know, is, yeah. it, it's a nice thing when she, it turns out to be him at the end. But the fact that he assumes mm. that it's going to be a person that she's ran away with is not a healthy like, dynamic like, no, whatsoever. It's, it's yeah. just, it's really gross. And it's like, you don't... It's super gross. You don't need to... You don't need to write female characters as, like, arseholes to try and, like... <laughs> like if if, if, if yeah. you write a nice female character and the usual sexist cunts come out and say, oh, my God, I hate this character. It's like, ignore them. You've written a good mm. character and they're a good person. Just ignore them because yeah. people get it and people like it. Mm-hmm. You just ignore the 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 oh who are they called the fucking the quartering and all these fucking brain dead losers on YouTube that say this is the end of Doctor Who because you know there's a character that actually is maybe a bit compassionate. I've got no idea what you're talking about, but this sounds oh, fantastically entertaining in the strangest way. There's, it's um, there's a it's there's a great reviewer of Doctor Who called um, Mr. Tardis who um we've both yes who we worked with yeah, in real life um yeah. he's a, he's a lovely guy and he mm. uh he he actually did an interview with um. Oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, the woman who plays oh, I... <laughs> the woman who plays Ace with uh, the Seventh Doctor. Oh, bloody hell! I don't know her name, but yes, I'm aware of the character. Yeah, yeah, he does really good. He does really good reviews for Doctor Who, and he streams and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And he talks about these people that are just like sort of outrage merchants about things mm. that there is no reason to be angry about. <laughs> Women and Doctor, <laughs> it, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. It also brings me to a thing that I, I'm not gonna. I don't want. No, you speak, Lewis, because I'll, I'll go on forever. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much done and out now. I, I've, um, I've answered my questions about Doctor Who. You're, you're completely right, though. It's um, the one thing I do keep coming back to about um, uh, people that are kicking off about uh, having a, a woman being Doctor Who, uh, being the Doctor, is that um, I would argue it's the entire point of the ridiculous naming system. The Doctor, the Master, the Corsair, yeah. the Buccaneer, the Brigadier, the med- whatever. The meddling monk. They're all... The what, sorry? The meddling monk. Yeah, him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all, like, uh, gender-neutral names because there's no there's no inherent gender to a Doctor. It can be someone of any gender. So that, it's... Plus, they're an alien, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, right. I think we've we've talked too much about Doctor Who now. Um, have we got something else from the Wheeler bullshit for us? Then I do. Yes. Are you ready? I do. I'm born ready. 
Little England becomes a republic. Um, right. I know what I know. The meaning of all of those words separately. Yeah. Please explain. Okay, Little England is another sort of term for um Barbados, who um. Okay. Yeah. It, Barbados isn't that a what? Isn't that a place in Spain? <laughs> no, Barbados is a country. Oh. Oh, of course it fucking... Yes, with the trident on the flag. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. Barb- okay. <laughs> yeah, Barbados is a country, and uh, it's in the it's in the Caribbean, and uh, they mm-hmm. are throwing off uh, the Queen as head of state and becoming a republic, and this is this is breaking news. Breaking. Um, breaking news. If you type in Barbados... Ago, 18 hours yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Ooh. What do you think about that, Lewis? Um, yeah, good on him. Yeah. That... <laughs> It's it's foolish to pretend that um, we're in a perfectly functioning democracy when we're in a situation where uh, there's a non-elected ruler at the head of it all. It's foolish to pretend it's a perfect democracy. Yeah. And if we want out of it, we should be able to get out of it. Um, I'm aware that this opinion of mine is is it's um, I'm in the minority. A lot of the majority of people in the UK would be in favour of, of 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 a monarch and and then a royal family. Yeah. Which is a, a point of view I don't understand, but. You know that that's the reason we have political debates. Um, that's but I, I like the idea that um, in theory, if at some point in the future everybody says, "Yeah, you know what, uh, we're kind of we're kind of sick of the Windsors," then we can vote in a prime minister that will go through the motions of getting them out of uh, the political system, which would be lovely. And I presume that's what Barbados have done. They've um, elected somebody that's uh, thrown off the shackles of monarchy, or yes. they've voted the the queen out, or something. Yeah. Now I don't I don't I don't know a lot about this uh, case. Um okay. I don't want to say case, it's not a fucking murder trial. Um but and I I don't know how much because I think people have, have have talked about how China may be involved in some way and oh, right. like but if it's, you know, whether that's true or not, it's it's not relevant. If it's like a a, a thing from within that people want and they just want you know, a head of state that they can vote in, then that's entirely fine by me. Whether like China has anything to do with it or not, because like, I think there's like some some talk about like a new Cold War or something like that. Um, Where are we going from? <laughs> uh, just uh, um, yeah, it was a, a common tactic um, when it was the Soviet Union mm. uh, that they would try and make. Commonwealth countries look socialist, so I don't know whether China has okay. like a sort of strategic aim in that direction. But if it's, you know, if that's what people want to do, then good on them. Every I'm yeah. sure I'm sure everyone and their mum knows how I feel about uh, having a monarchy in this day and age. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's um if 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 uh, uh, from what I can tell here they are um voting in a Barbadian prime minister. I clicked on an article and now it's pissing disappeared. Yeah, which is you know have a democratically elected leader great yeah i if that's what people want to do that's what people want to do why yeah. would you stop doing that um barbados severates 400 year old ties with the crown to leave its past behind the world's after. newest republic wow that's an amazing thing isn't it in a, in a really funny way i wonder what the second oldest one is this is a, this is literally a three sentence article from bbc fantastic yeah. news there you <laughs> what the boy's the fuck's the point in that um after sorry, taking after taking five hundred million from China, five hundred million what dollars? Oh right, okay. Uh, I mean, um, 
That is obviously slightly concerning, but at the same level, it's... There's, uh, what's the, what's, what am I trying to say? If that's something that was needed for these people to get to what they want to do, then I can kind of understand it. Yeah. But it, when the chips are down and it's, okay, well, will you do X horrendous thing, perhaps? Or will you do Y a slightly less At this point in time, it doesn't seem to matter, does it? But will we be saying another thing looking back upon this decision in yeah, a year, two years, <clears> three years? It's as long as. To say. As long as like, Barbados, uh, Barbados doesn't become like a vassal state for like China, and it is like a, you know, a, 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 an internal thing that people want, then fantastic. Mm. Like I mean, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't think we would blink an eye if they t- if like a country was given five hundred million from the US to become. A republic, if you get me. That's very true. Yeah. No, so maybe right. um... there's a bit of bias on that yeah. on that end. Not to say that like China yeah. is like, you know, it has very um, oppressive tendencies. China, it's um, mm. it's it's there's a large amount of repression, but you know there's large amount of repression in the US as well. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it comes down to um, all those um democratically elected communists in south america uh that the cia said oh absolutely oh not. yeah no, none of that yeah i mean <laughs> Do you know so what i mean it's 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 much of a muchness really in a difference yeah. between that and, and 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 presuming that's what china's done than what china's done here um yeah. but yeah i just the only thing that matters as with every democratically elected situation is that the people that voted for it a get what yep. they want and b are happy and c can change their minds yeah that absolutely. is that is all that matters um, it's, so it's much like the, it's much like the Belarus thing. It's like the powers yes. influencing it are of so little relevance to me. It's yeah. just yeah. the the people that are always caught up in these power games. Mm. Completely, um, yeah. That are the most important, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I it's not much. It's, it's not much of a of a bullshit segment. But good luck to Barbados, and Indeed. I hope they. They get exactly what they're what they're after. Yeah, have success and prosperity. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Um, right. Should we get on to talking about um, Linus? Linus. Yeah. Lin- Linus, yeah absolutely. Yes. Um, My brother last... Lewis and Linus. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> last night in Soho uh, was written by Edgar Wright and uh, Christy Wilson Cairns, and was directed by Edgar Wright, and is starring Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Thomason McKenzie, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, uh, Oliver Phelps, Terence Stamp, uh, Sam Caflin, and loads of other people. Indeed it was. Yeah. All these bloody people, honestly, look at them. Being God in films. Sake. God. Crazy, isn't it? It's, it's mental. Uh, do you have an opening <laughs> statement? Um, I do. Uh, fuck, this is good. A story, start to finish, and perfectly arresting, as with all of Edgar Wright's work. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. Uh, it's all, it's all just really bloody good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm always astonished by um, Edgar Wright's work. How he seems to manage to find the perfect actors for all of these roles, even down to um, John uh, Michael Ajao. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, yes. They are all absolutely brilliant. Thomasin McKenzie had a fairly small role in Jojo Rabbit. Well, I say that, you know, she was there for a lot of it. But yeah. she, her acting wasn't... She didn't do a lot of acting in, in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, well, she might be okay in this. I honestly don't know. But then she was really fucking good in this. She I was really fantastic. thought she was yeah. brilliant. 
Um, she was. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Really, really good. Um, have you got an opening statement, Chuck? I do. Um, a not-so-love-letter to the swinging 60s and how no matter how lovely something seems, there is always another story under the surface. Even if things are really bad, now is it healthier to escape into the past rather than trying to fix it? Yeah, that's... I suppose that is exactly what the film's about. It's um as I was watching the film, I was trying to sort of think to myself, well, what, what is it really about? And I, my, the closest thing I came to was it's about sort of um, what it means to be predator and prey in this this horrible horrible situation that um, I was going to say Tamasin Thomasin uh, make it Eloise, <laughs> the Eloise. situation <laughs> that Eloise finds herself in, um, I, what it means to be living her life in a in a in a in a literally in a house with bodies in the walls yeah um i i think it's it just, literally everything about this film i'm just really loved every second of it um i've got a couple of questions and bits and bobs um one that is a bit sort of semi related to the topic of the film right danny let's mm. say you buy a flat or rent a flat or whatever you move in and then you have go go and have a nap and you wake up in 1960s glasgow you're like, whoa, bloody hell, it's 1960s Glasgow. What do you think happened? Um, what, what do you presume? Do you presume you've been drugged? Do you presume you're having some kind of dream? What do you think? I would I would probably think I was having a dream of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would work to, in the safest way possible, confirm whether I had a dream or not. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't know whether I can die in this world or not. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Good point. I don't know how I would do that though. Uh, mm. I guess I would just sort of walk about and wait until it was over, mm. and mm. then if I ever woke up, I would be like, "Yeah, okay, it's a dream or a vision." Mm. Um, I don't know, or maybe it was. I I I don't I. I'm not entirely sure what I would do. I would probably find um some kind of dream doctor. Well, maybe. yeah, if 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 one such thing existed, um I don't, do you know what I would do? I would look for Armando Iannucci and I would look to find him and I would From say the guy that wrote the thick of it. Yeah, and I yeah. would say, "Mate, there's going to be a, an amazing actor in the future, right?" And he's he's called he's called Daniel Kerr, right? Mm. It's fantastic, fantastic. Second to none, second to none, mate. Um, get him in your fucking work when when you decide to to start that, and he'll be about two or something. Yeah, no, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would I would I kidnap I would kidnap him, and I would indoctrinate him into thinking that I was like a living god. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would I would kidnap and drug Armando Iannucci so that he thinks I'm a god, and then Some I would show up. Acting. And then I would show up. I would abandon going to uni and fucking <laughs> Yucasta, and Ooh. I would I would show up to him in the real day. I'd be like, "Hello, Andrew. Do you remember me?" <laughs> um, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's you!" And I'm like, "Yeah, put me in." Put <gasps> oh my me god, in, I've got to put you in a movie. Put me in one of your fucking films. Uh, I thought you were something I imagined while I was really pissed. What the hell is going on? No, you were wrong. You were wrong. I would need to find someone who died in like the nineteen like every decade to sort of catch up with them. Uh, to, <laughs> to, make, to watch and grow up and be like, by the way, I'm still oh, here. You better put me in a fucking film, pal. Uh, 
That's what I would do. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad we, we established that. Um, I just want to say, it is genuinely joyous, isn't it, to see Ellie and John together? It's, 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 I find it to be quite rare that I see a, like an on-screen romance where the actors have such brilliant chemistry. Yeah. And it's just genuinely something so joyous to watch. Yeah. Because that's what it, it is like to, to see some of your actual friends falling yeah. in love with one another and being together. It's a joy to see that. And because... it's so rare that it actually happens in movies. I, I find myself cringing at it more often than not. But yeah. It's so beautifully done in this film. I really, especially where they've got all the Halloween makeup on and they're in the the they're yeah. dancing in the club before she starts seeing ghosts and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I, because of like how essentially every man but him is a fucking cunt in this film. Yes. I mm-hmm. was very nervous. I was like, oh no. Please don't mm. make him be an arsehole. And then he yeah. wasn't. And I was like, hey! Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like how they don't go too deep into how Ellie can do the things she does. Yes. I, I like, like that it's... Um, it's something it's that's like... That it's, yeah. <laughs> established right from the get-go, you know? Mm. Like, oh, people can't see the things that you can... And you mm-hmm. see her mum in the mirror before she leaves for uni. It's like, yeah, that, okay, so this is just what she can do. And, you know, she luckily finds yeah. a crime out of it, you know? Yeah, I um, like the implication that it's sort of, um, perhaps it's some kind of a latent ability. And this drug that she's being given by, um, once yeah. by Jocasta, once by um, Sandy, at the end of the film, old lady Sandy. I like that it's, the implication is that maybe enhances it. Or yeah. maybe she is just really off her face on whatever drug this is. And yeah. she's completely imagining it. I like that they leave it vague. I like that I have to do a bit of guessing and legwork to get Absolutely. there. It's nice. It's just nice it's to, more, <laughs> to, to, to work for an answer for a bit. It's more horrific, you know, the, the fear mm-hmm. of the unknown, you know. Um, yeah. I think it can't be overstated how romanticised the 60s is, especially in mm. this country. You know, it's definitely, yeah. But thanks to Austin Powers and shit like that, it's like very, you know, oh yeah, everyone was so groovy back then, you know, just ignore all the civil Horrific rights movements and, yeah. and race crimes. And mm. obviously we see, you know, the sort of pimp life of, of women who That's are yeah. forced, forced into prostitution and stuff mm. like that. So it's like, yeah, no matter how good things seem in the past, there is always something that, Will, will make your stomach turn you know that it's never mm. as as completely clear right, cut yeah. as it as it looks to be um yeah yeah you're completely right and i do like on on a sort of semi-related note um it was something that i did think that um because at the start of the film i thought that um uh eloise was going to become more and more like sandy through the course of the film and then yeah. by the end of the film it was going to be like sandy had come into the modern day sort of thing and maybe we were going to get some kind of a shot where Eloise was brushing her hair, and all of a sudden, it's it's um, Anya Taylor Joy sat in the same chair, sat in the same chair. I thought maybe that would be the case, but I'm so I was therefore I was thinking, well, maybe are we going to have a scene where she's like, actually, sorry, John, you're black. In the sixties, I'm really racist. I was concerned we were going to have a scene like that. <laughs> yeah, <we> didn't. <laughs> Thank God. I mean? um, uh, so I quite liked that it was. Um, John, who wouldn't have been in these situations that she finds herself in in the 60s just yeah. because of his skin colour, I quite liked that it was something, that he is something so different from the 60s world that she sort of experiences. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, no, yeah, that that would have been even more horrific. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Uh when did you when did you think wait a minute, that old woman is Sandy? Um about a second before she said it. <laughs> oh, really? I, ju- I didn't even, I did not at all click in. Right up until the point where she was like flicking through the post, I was like, oh, it's just some old lady. I thought she was going to have some kind of a, because obviously her mother died, um, Eloise's mother died. So I was just thinking, oh yeah, the old lady's going to have some kind of a, it's going to be like a mother-daughter chat moment or something yeah. really sweet. Um, and it was like, oh no, she's going to stab her boyfriend and then set the house on fire. Oh my or... God. So yeah, it was... Um, I did not at all click in. What? When did you think? See, when when uh, John le- left for the for the first time, like when he yes. when he escaped the house, I yes, thought, yes. wait a minute, that is because it, I was already thinking about it because mm. like the first time that Matt Smith and Anya Taylor Joy went back to her place, it was mm. like um, eight o'clock, I think, or something like okay. that. And then it wasn't like, oh, that's her. It was Mm. as soon as I saw the letter Mm. where it said Alexandra Collins on it, I was like, shit, it is her. Um, And Mm. I was like, oh, God, that how does that work? And then she was like, oh, yeah, you could say Sandy died in that room. And I was like, all right. okay, that makes sense. Um, Mm. So I didn't Mm. know whether she was like a ghost trying to break Mm. out, you know, but that wouldn't make any sense. because Yeah, no. I didn't even click at all. I was just like, nope, no idea whatsoever. Uh, right up until the very, very end. Um, I, because I, I thought that the the twist was going to be that Sandy was brutally murdered, but I thought she was murdered. So I was like, oh, okay, yep, got it, cool. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was the twist. I wasn't paying attention to anything else. Um, yeah. I, I here's a bit of a weird thing. Uh, Matt Smith in this, he has a lot more stage presence than a lot of other actors, which is something that. Um, I think it's hard to quantify when you're watching an actor perform. It's hard to say why or how they have presence on screen. Um, but Matt Smith does, and it's quite impressive in a funny way. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked his performance in this film because he was such an irredeemable cunt. It's just from start yeah. to finish. And it's just like, yeah, nice, irredeemable cunt. I like Absolutely. it. Good stuff. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I really, I really hated the uni scenes. Yes. With, yes, with, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. With Jocasta and, mm. and the girl, I was like, I actually hated it more than like, the rest of the film. It, it Me just, too. Yeah. For for I don't, I have no idea why. Right. Obviously, when you're seeing people that like, before stint, they look prostitution and stuff, and like Matt Smith being an absolute cunt. It's mm. like yeah, but at the start of that, I was it just gnawed on me the entire film, and I just wanted to see like you cast a get hit by a bus or something like that just to like you know i was like, i was right. waiting for it i was like when are we going to see that again you know um because there's all yeah i, I just I, uni i hate like there are so many pretentious twats that go to university mm. and the theory is you go to university to become a more rounded person and mm. you get a good education and you're set to, you know, do good in the world and, and be a, a nice person. But some people go to university and come out worse than <laughs> when they went in. And right. I think Jocasta's probably a, an example of that. Props to the actor, because mm. she absolutely yeah. fucking nailed it. You know, I absolutely yeah. despised her character. Um, mm. And just, just that line where... Uh, 
where she brought up the fact that both their mums had passed and yeah. then in the bathroom it's like who the fuck brings yeah. up their mum oh, it's like, oh my god i was i was gonna fucking, i was gonna reach into the screen and and oh bomb that fucking nightclub um Jesus. but anyway <laughs> Um, no, it's um, I I know exactly what you mean. I um, I really didn't like Jocasta. I I feel like uh, just in real life, I'm quite a socially anxious person, and so I was in those scenes where it was um, you could feel Eloise felt like she was embarrassing herself, and she felt like she was everything she was saying was cringeworthy and all the rest of it. Yeah. I liked that. Uh, that that's a very real sense of discomfort that sets you up for the rest of it. It um, it's. Here we fucking go. It's time for Lewis to talk about Stephen King again. It's, um, <laughs> it's something that I, I noticed it first of all in Stephen King's work, but then when you start looking for it, it's everywhere in horror. Um, yeah. If you get your your reader, watcher, listener already uncomfortable on some level, and then you can sucker punch them with a different kind of horror. Yeah. Um, the 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 classic way that I, I always see it in the Stephen King books, like I say, is if you get somebody uncomfortable by talking about sex then they're already on the back foot and they're a bit like, oh, I, I don't really want to be talking about this. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. And then suck a punch to the face. You're being stabbed. It's, it's, then it's, it's, it's all the more um, hard-hitting the horror is. And yep. that's something that I think this film was maybe going for with the, um, okay, you're Eloise and you're feeling really sort of like, oh, I'm feeling left out and they're all just being twats to me and all the rest of it. Um, and then, bam, ghost. <laughs> I think yeah. maybe that was, the, that was the horror of it in a funny way. It really makes you feel for for Eloise, and you really understand her as a character mm. because she's the moment she gets to London, she's harassed by a taxi driver. Really? She then meets Jocasta, and uh, is like just like routinely sort of bullied by those people. So yeah. it's like it's no wonder that she wants to escape to like a romanticized version of what she considers to be good. And yeah, then yeah. only to find yeah. out that that is even more horrible than the the yeah. time that she's already. So it's like uh, that is what horror is. It's not you know you get somewhat of like no you don't really. It's more of a it's just a tragedy really. It's not really mm. like you know resolved in a in a, a meaningful way, especially for Sandy's sake, you know. Um, but no, it's just it's really it's really horrible, and it it made me. Made me feel a lot, and I don't like feeling a lot, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, you're right. What you were saying about her, it makes sense. She just want to um, want to escape to this fictionalized version of London. Um, and there are two things that makes me think of that first time in the cab, um, when she says um something like, "Oh yeah, I've I've came to London when I was a kid," and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, it's changed, but it's still the same old London." She goes, "Oh good." Because um, she imagines this version of London that she was, she she went to when she was a child with her mother, um, and the other one is um, when they're looking at all the murder cases in the papers, mm-hmm. and she says to um, to John, "Yeah, London's a horrible place," <laughs> and it's like, oh. well, y- yeah, kinda. Yeah. All this murder going on all the fucking time. It's not, <laughs> it's not lovely. I, no, it's... likes murder. Do you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't go there for my holidays. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it really was her last night in Soho. It was. Um, yeah. Here's a question. Were the ghosts real? Or was she drugged into imagining them? Was she primed no. to imagine them by her fear? Were they... What do we think? I don't know. No, I think they were real because I don't know how she could have found out what happened. Mm. Otherwise, you know. 
I think she definitely can sort of see through time mm. and I didn't quite mean so much the the sort of not the not the dream sequences she had because I sort of viewed those as um she was going back in time and sort of like watching a play unfold in front of yeah. her. Yeah, that's what I viewed that as. But I, I meant sort of the sort of grey blokes, the um, the sort of that were like lunging out of walls oh. at her and stuff like that. Were they real, or were was she drugged into seeing them and hallucinating them, or what do we think? I think they were real, because mm. even even Sandy is like as she's an old woman opens the door and it looks like horrified as if like, for a moment that they've like come through. Yeah. If yeah. you get me, mm. um, and I do. It's um, I do quite like that the horror of that moment is. I mean, yes, it's that she's being grabbed by all these hands and being dragged down onto the onto the floor, onto the bed, and all the rest of it. But I also like that it's um, the horror is that those body parts were always there. There was yeah. always hands and guts in the is in the in the mattress and under the floorboards and in the walls. Is that what she was talking there. about? What do you mean? When she said, "Oh, you're gonna smell as garlic." Maybe, maybe. Ooh, I, don't, I mean, I've never, point. I've never smelt decomposing corpses, but maybe they smell a bit like garlic. Um, well, it, I actually have a fact about that. Prepare, you, prepare yourself for this one. Uh, there are some chemicals um, that were named uh, in Victorian times after the smell of dead bodies. Uh, things, mm-hmm. the two that come to mind are putrescine because it smells putrid, and yeah. cadaverine because it, it smells like a cadaver. Uh, and I think you can get both of them in the rotting of potatoes. So if you've ever oh. smelled a rotted potato, it's surprisingly similar to a dead body, apparently. I've never smelled a rotting potato. I have. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't Does smell it... anything like garlic. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> terrible. Actually, that said, there's a herb um, used in Jain, Jainist culture, I think, because I think the religion, Jainism, you can't kill a plant to eat the plant. You have to be able to take something off the plant, but the plant still lives, if that makes sense. Oh, I so see. So that means they can't have um, root vegetables. And they can't have um, things like onion and garlic. They can't have onion and garlic. So instead... Can have uh, apples, with, though. Uh, yeah, apples, though, or tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they cook with a herb called asafetida, um, which is... It's sort of a... I don't know where it comes from, but it's like a powder. And apparently in large quantities, it smells fetid and rotting, like you know, flesh or whatever. Ew. But in small quantities, it, it has a taste like garlic or onion. Um, so that's... So maybe there is a slight crossover there, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm, 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 I'm clutching at straws here, but I, I, I can... Yeah. I, I, there is another explanation, I suppose. Maybe she put the the bodies in the walls because it always smells like garlic, so you wouldn't smell bodies. I, uh, that's... I, I would no ra- idea. But... I would rather smell garlic than decomposing bodies so would um, i yeah or maybe look, she just chucked a load of garlic cloves in between all the bits of bodies maybe so, <laughs> maybe but then i but suppose you'd have garlic loads of them. through the floor you? there was um, fucking there loads were. of them yeah how could she not smell them oh, i've got no idea um so we, but i suppose so that's what bottle. makes it even more horrid she wanted the apartment to be good so she made it good she ignored yeah. the bad things like the flashing light the smell of garlic that don't have any gentlemen call us past 8pm. She ignored yeah, those true. parts of the apartment because she wanted so desperately for it to be this place she could she could live in the 60s sort of things. Yeah. Um, so It's, yeah, it's, a, it's maybe... a small thing. I just wish there was like, something where we're mm. like, oh shit, yeah, like, if there was like, loads of um, air fresheners around the house or something like that. Mm, mm. You know, something yeah, just no, a I bit wiser exactly. some minute, you know. Um, but mm. who knows? But, um, 
Yeah, the only other, the, uh, it's a really good example of um, the smelling of a dead body. <laughs> in um, Christine, the Stephen King book, it's um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a car, it's a story about a possessed car, which is sounds shit, but it's really good. No. Um, as as the story sort of progresses, um, the girlfriend of the main character, whenever she gets into this car, is like, it, it smells, it smells really bad in here. Can't you smell that? It's like, no. It smells like yeah. shit or rotting meat or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, it would have been nice to have. I, maybe <sighs> when um, John, John or Jack, I forget his name. John. When John, John came over to the apartment, he was like, "Oh, that does smell a bit weird. <laughs> I can smell <laughs> a bit of something. That smells a bit funny." Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, like you said, she made it good because she didn't want to go back there, and mm. um. You know, I think people will ignore a lot of shit for like, social graces and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially if like you're mild mannered and you come from the country and stuff like that. I guess mm, uh, mm. she was she was willing enough to put up with the fact that you know Jocasta and her you know friends were essentially telling people very personal information that she didn't agree to tell yeah. anyone. You know, yeah. um. But yeah, who knows? I um yeah, I've just got um one thing here uh sandy was kind of saved at the end as in the young sandy that's how the the final sort of few bits of the film played to me was um the older sandy that was sat on the bed as the house burned down that was um that was the sandy that did all the murders yeah (laughs) but the the sort of fictionalized version of sandy that was um a good person driven into a really horrible situation that version of sandy that um eloise imagined was sort of saved because in her mind, the older version of Sandy, the murdery one, was the one that was sort of um, killed and gotten yeah. rid of, leaving behind, literally, I suppose, burned out with fire, like cauterized, yeah, out of uh, out of the mythology of this Sandy person, leaving only the sort of the the good person that came to London wanted to be a singer, sort of thing. Um, maybe, maybe. That's a nice thought. way. Of, that's a nice way of looking at it. Because mm. then at the end, there is that bit where. She's uh, just at the, the sort of back room of the fashion show and she goes up to the mirror and Sandy's there looking back at her and she sort of, oh. uh, what she do? She like taps the mirror or like she kisses her fingers and touches the mirror or something like that. Yeah. yeah maybe it is sort of, um, yeah, she, uh, maybe it's trying to say Eloise thinks that Sandy was driven to the point of doing all these murders by the horrible situation that she was in. Yeah. And therefore by removing the horrible house, the horrible situation, you've o- all you've got left is the good bits of Sandy that came to London to be destroyed. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. It's like, so, I love Edgar Wright movies. They're so no, fucking it's lovely, good, isn't it? He's done, he's done Aliens. He's done mm. Zombies. Now he's done he's Ghosts. Done, yeah. All sorts what's, of stuff. What's next? What's next? Uh, vampires, please. Vampires, yeah. That'd be I like good. vampires. I think there's there's a lot there's a lot of fucking mileage in a good vampire story. Yeah. So I want some vampires, please. That would be good. Um, I think I'm out of notes, bud. Uh, I think I am also out of notes yeah. um oh so whoa, whoa. I, j- I just want i just want to say one thing this film reminded me of um the current epidemic that's going on with regards to uh, spiking people and injecting people and mm. if you go out to a nightclub please stay safe please yeah, don't put your 100%. drink down and just make sure that you're there with people that you trust because yeah there completely. are a lot of fucking nasty fuckers out there you're so completely right yeah it's um it's it's the most insane shit in the world. The idea that you can just be minding your own business in a club, having a drink, having a dance, and someone comes up and jabs you in the arm with a needle. Yeah. It's utterly fucked. Um, the advice we always have to give to people is be safe, go out with the people you trust, and all the rest of it. 
which in itself is terrible because really the advice should be don't fucking jab people in the arm for god's sake yeah exactly well, get, go go to a therapist or something jesus yeah but like yeah do stay safe for for god's sake it's um yeah just if you're in an uncomfortable situation just do what you can to get out it's i mean it's yeah. all very well for me to say this you know what i mean i'm sure you're not an idiot yeah <laughs> stay safe that's that's that can be the only advice can't it really definitely well um do you have a closing statement um i do have a closing statement um as always from edgar wright a beautiful film i really adored every single aspect of this film absolutely as with all edgar wright films visually arresting just really grabs yes. you just grabs you by the shirt and drags you into the screen it's absolutely beautiful i really adored it um I, i'll definitely be watching this again at some point it's really good <laughs> it really is mm. um you wanted this sandy did she though is is that what what is that the contract you signed? You know, like, mm. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Lots of horrible people out there. Indeed. Wherever time you are, whatever time you come from. Um, but, thankfully, there are kind people as well. There so, are. just stick around them and try to be one. That's the main thing. Mm. Also, that's um, one final thing I wanted to mention. Um, Edgar Wright, king of, of, of gentle little touches on top of the, uh, the extra narrative. Um... When um, Eloise is looking for information on uh, the guy that she thinks killed Sandy, um, she yeah. is looking at boxes. She's looking at different articles about boxes because of the way that Matt Smith conducted himself as he was punching that guy. And I oh. like the sort of... Um, that's just a very gentle touch of, like, Matt Smith had the right posture and the right sort of... He did the same thing exactly twice over. And it, it was oh God, very much the movements of a boxer. It's that's just like a tiny little detail i i love that in this movie because it's endemic of the whole movie which yeah is all these tiny little touches it's fantastic that's very clever actually mm. no edgar wright is good at doing that mm. um but yeah uh should yep, we do I some think that's it now <laughs> yeah should we do some shilling yeah let's do a cheeky bit of shilling eh treat ourselves yeah. uh shall i go fast or slow um i think go fast okay for hilarity's sake oh, in fact could go normally and then speed yourself up while you're editing so you sound like alvin and the chipmunks okay um i'll try uh <laughs> we all have uh link trees uh lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash lewis underscore brindley mine's a slash ohiram and the podcast is slash shouting into the void oh my god i sound like a chipmunk um we are probably not going to do it and you're going to be like what the fuck is he doing uh, we are <laughs> you can find our uh, our social media our YouTube our Facebook our Instagram go give us a like go give us a follow go give us a cheeky wee comment if you're feeling cheeky and uh, yeah we only have only a cheeky comment though you're not allowed to only a serious a one only a cheeky one don't be like <laughs> don't be like this episode really meant a lot to me just be like oh yeah a couple of dicks you know um, <laughs> exactly yes yeah definitely uh, we also have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we're also on Patreon, and we want to take the opportunity, as we do every week, to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Indeed. Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Love that. <laughs> definitely. Um, 
yeah, you make this show possible. Uh, you enable us to sing your names out illustriously. And, uh, yeah, we thank you so much for it, uh, for coming back every week and every month. And uh, we love you with all of you our too. hearts. Thank you very um, much. You allow us to do what we do, and it really does mean the world. So thank you very much for that. Definitely. Uh, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. Uh, Christmas is literally fucking round the corner, so get yourself... Literally around. Literally, the look round your corner. There it is. Um, oh, it's Christmas. It's woo! Santa on the street. Oh, which oh, in oh. in um, Hot Fuzz was Edgar Wright actually. He dressed up as Santa, I think. Oh, or it was Edgar Wright's brother or something like that. So yeah, Edgar Wright I... coming up your street or Edgar Wright's brother. He's I gonna stab you as Santa. Oh, you mothers! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 tote bags, jumpers, stickers, mugs, socks, all sorts of shit. Get yourself something nice for that special someone, whether it be a friend, a partner, a relative, anyone. I don't give a shit. Just yeah. give me your fucking money. Stick them up, you piece of. No, I'm. Um, yeah, so I. Uh, yeah. Buy a sock and put it on your cat. Because that's what I do sometimes. Yeah. If I'm doing the laundry and I've got an odd sock, I lie it on top of the cat. In case I find the other sock. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. My cat seems to like it. Try it on your cat. Buy a sock or I'll buy one and put a fucking snooker ball in it and fucking... No, I... Jesus uh... Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible way! <laughs> oh, God. Right, before we threaten our listeners too much. I'm okay. Um, we... <laughs> I wasn't worried. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, by merch. Uh, last, but certainly <laughs> not least, we are yep. partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. Um, and Lewis, <laughs> Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed I am. Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company from my wonderful wife in which they crochet, and they're very, very good at it. And if you'd like to keep up with all the, keep up to date even, with all of the wonderful things that they're doing over there, you can go and check out at Number 12 Crochet Avenue on Instagram, and you can go, oh, bloody hell, this is really good. Um, and if because I've got a camera now, where am I? here we go. This blanket here, this this blanket it was made for me by my wonderful wife. It keeps my legs warm. It gets chilly in this office. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> yes, please do, please do. Um, right, we haven't yeah. talked about what we're going to do next week, and now oh. we're at the end of the podcast. So we're going to announce it. I would like to put forward two contenders. I, I quite like debating it on air. Okay. Do you okay. like it? Yeah, but just text it to me. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Get, give me a give me a wee give me a wee message. This feels like um, <sighs> what we're talking about. Um, uh, uh, Let's see. You're viewing older messages, oh, 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 brilliant. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, get to the bottom, you. Fucker. It's going very well. This jump this to present. Like, um, there we go. Oh, 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 oh. interesting, interesting. Do you know what I, I think? think I think only the second one. Go on, yeah, you you say. I think we should do the second one. I think we should do the second one as well because I don't think all of the first ones come out. Yeah. No, I don't so think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So what are we doing next week then, Dan? Spin okay, the wheel and we'll pretend it's um thingy. Yeah. We're doing House of Gucci. Yeah, it's a house with Gucci in it. Well, hey. Yeah, and maybe it's definitely... I haven't seen the film. <laughs> it's it's definitely not an illustrious ad campaign for the company Gucci. Um, yeah, uh, I, I certainly Lady hope it's in it, isn't she? So that's good. Yeah, uh, Adam Driver is in it. Uh, Jared I saw Leto. Him in Star Wars, and I've seen him in nothing else. Oh, Jared Leto. Um, I saw. I saw. 
what he looks like in that film. What, Jared Leto? <laughs> it's so... It's so bad. Jared Leto has a Gucci. <laughs> That's wonderful. I mean, you know, props to him for all the prosthetics and stuff, but good God. I, I don't oh. like Jared Leto, and this makes me like him even less. Oh, um, I bet, did he send? Did he send a dead Gucci suit? To... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he shot and killed the Gucci suit, and he sent it to Lady Gaga in preparation for the role. <laughs> Oi! Right, okay. Um, oh. I think that's definitely the end of it. Danny's dying of a coughing fit. <clears throat> Google Jared Leto and Gucci, and you'll see what we're laughing at, because it's just the strangest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I might insert. I might insert a picture. Um, the thing is, it's not even that it's it's inherently strange. It's that it's Jared Leto doing it. Because Jared Leto is quite a good-looking person. And they've yeah. just changed everything about him. Which yeah. surely should make you sort of think, well, why didn't they just cast some other guy? They didn't have to cast Jared Leto to do this, surely. Yeah. Oh, God. No. But anyway... Um, yeah, I'm have sure, a lovely yeah. day. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about the, the podcast. We'll talk about Jared Little's overacting next week. Um, we okay. Um, have a wonderful day. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>